Hello and welcome to Serene Reflections, a podcast of Dharma Talks from the Wallawa Buddhist Temple. I am Rev. Clarissa Beatty, a Zen monk and Buddhist priest from the mountains of Northeast Oregon, where we practice contemplative meditation, the Chan of Bodhidharma, the Zen of Dogen, the Serene Reflection Meditation of Rev. Master G.U. Kennett. You are invited to let yourself grow naturally still, to let go of the world for a while. Join us in listening in sound, in listening in stillness, turning within to listen from the heart that seeks the way. There is an offertory in our tradition, recited on the memorial anniversary for a previous head of temple or a venerable elder. It goes, Jewel bright is the boundless sea, its surface churning with the waves of births and deaths. The gate to the great tranquility dissolves the shapes of past and present, the forms of coming and going. We pray that the darkness of our delusion may be illuminated by true compassion. In Buddhist practice, certain words can become imbued with meaning they don't normally carry in common everyday usage. Here we are, practicing serene reflection meditation. Have you ever considered where Reverend Master G.U. was pointing when she chose this long descriptive English phrase, serene reflection meditation, as our translation of that simple short Japanese word, zen? Zen comes from the Chinese word chan, which in turn came from the Sanskrit word jhana, which means meditative contemplation or reflection, means specifically the type of meditation that we do. What is this peace that I seek? driven by the winds of emotion of the tumbling world, turning within, where is my refuge? Where do I find serenity?
turning to sit still, again and again, coming to know the center by living from it. We may discover that serenity is not granted, not bestowed. Rather, the path home to serenity is to be cultivated. Serenity can be rediscovered from within. Sometimes out of our suffering, in our great sincerity, we cling to achieving our idea of calm. We move the furniture of life's circumstances from here to there around the room, hoping to create a perfect balance. Sometimes, by chance, a lovely placid calm may seem to come and go across my life like waves swell and recede across a smooth patch of beach. And I may take its coming as an indication that I have achieved some ideal state. This is not what is meant by serenity in Zen. Rather, by doing my meditation and trying to keep the precepts, Serenity is something from which I may live within all conditions, within these conditions of my life, before me now, within me right now. Practicing Buddhism Practicing Zen Buddhism. Practicing serene reflection meditation. This does not make all our troubles go away or make us holy. Troubles come and go around me. Cares come and go in my heart. The body ages and eventually passes away. These are the givens of human existence. The wheel of life turns round and round, sometimes up and sometimes down. When I cling to making things just so, to keeping things as I want them, I only set myself up to be disappointed eventually when all these things I have so carefully knit up unravel. What helps us to find true peace is the willingness to seek it. We do this by letting go of our ideas of what is serene and what is disruption, and we resolve to seek that which lies beyond the opposites of elation and sorrow, dark and light. This resolve doesn't depend on what feelings arise within me. This seeking does not depend on conditions, only on my willingness. 
Dogen speaks of this in the Chobo Genzo. He says, As to the phrase, the mind that has resolved to realize enlightenment, this mind sometimes arises in a life-and-death situation, sometimes in the serenity of nirvana, and sometimes under other conditions. It does not depend on any place, and it is not obstructed by any place where it arises. Dogen is speaking here of the bodhicitta, the mind that seeks the way. This mind, also called the way-seeking mind, does not seek serenity as such. It seeks the way. Each one of us is different. For some there is a yearning. For others there may be a deep suffering or a discontent. Some may experience a little of both the longing and the dis-ease with myself as I am or the world as it is, and we go looking. Looking for what? A resolution to the sense of being at odds with the universe? A meaning to life? Sometimes the bodhicitta arises gently, sometimes like a great fire burning on my head. But everyone has this potential, this peaceful heart willing to open at the center. In about 1989, a documentary video was made at Throssel Hole Buddhist Abbey for use in schools' religious education resources. In it, a committed lay Buddhist by the name of George Norwell speaks candidly of what initially motivated him to practice, describing very well, I think, the arising of the bodhicitta, the will to train. George says, I got interested in meditation rather than Buddhism, quite a few years beforehand, because I was going through a rough patch. I've forgotten when it was, quite a few years ago, and needed something to sort of anchor myself. And I picked up a book on meditation generally, which sounded interesting. And one of the things it mentioned was this business of the Four Noble Truths. You know, that there's suffering. And I thought, yeah, I know about that, because that's where I am at the moment. And the interesting thing from my point of view was that you could do something about it, and that meditation was the way to do it. I really appreciate George's honest encapsulation of how he experienced the call to train in Buddhism. And somehow, 
When we make the effort to do something about it, as he puts it, our response to the call tends to bring forth a reply, perhaps a deeper call. Just as my coming to stand before a mirror causes my reflection to appear in the mirror, the mirror was reflecting before I came to stand before it. Just now I can see my reflection now that I am before it facing the reflection. And my responding is just the beginning. The word serene comes from the Latin serenus, originally used to describe our environment. At first, serenus meant weather that was peaceful, calm, clear, unclouded. It would be used figuratively only much later to mean cheerful, glad, tranquil, as in a person's serene disposition. To me, the word serene conjures the image of a high mountain lake so undisturbed that its clear surface reflects everything around it. We're drawn to it because when we sit by such a lake, we too may feel undisturbed, drop off our cares, and remember the stillness that is natural to us. Yet it is really important not to grab onto the idea of such stillness, for in the grasping we create waves, and in the end we're left holding on to nothing. In her book, How to Grow a Lotus Blossom, Reverend Master Giu Kennett describes her inner spiritual journey in imagery which includes a period of coming to what she called the Lake of Quietism. She writes, A great lake appears ahead of me, a great and beautiful lake, absolutely still. The moon shines upon it. It is exquisite. Is this, then, to be a monk? To sit still beside the lake, to sit still for eternity? The aloneness is unbelievable. No one, nothing else in sight, no other being, nothing. Just alone beside this vast lake with this great moon. Why am I not content? She goes on, It is beautiful to sit beside this lake, but what is the point? To sit beside a lake looking at a moon for eternity? This is all? It was upon seeing through the lure of the delusion of quietism that Reverend Master Jiyu then clarified for herself the meaning of the precepts. 
that she could recognize the deeper, profound significance of getting to the roots of her own karma, of really doing her inner spiritual work for the benefit of all beings, including herself. To this day, we, in her lineage, recite those very precepts as she then commented upon them, when we regularly renew our own vows to train. This is where the original sense of serenus may be of help, the sense of weather that is clear, unclouded. To be frank, hankering after the appearance of perfection or trying to maintain a facade of serenity is of very little use in spiritual work. Along the way toward what we seek, it is important not to mistake surface quiescence for serenity or transient bliss for deeper tranquility. The distinction is that the deeper serenity of true peace of heart comes from following something deeper that beckons, and not just my own idea of where I would like to be headed. I'll never achieve my own ideals of some permanent austere calm or sparkling bliss, because they are simply impossible in reality. They are ideals. This deeper serenity available to all is not something that can be lost or gained. Only lost sight of, perhaps, when I wander off the path, then rediscovered. Nor is true serenity transient. Though this self, like all others, may be transient, and then still always find my way back. How can I find my way home to balance when I seem to have lost my way? When I become aware of myself getting caught up in my grief or elation, or forgetting my compassionate heart and snapping in anger, or any of a million other human foibles, I can bow, stop, get still, acknowledge what I see, and start again in the present moment, and go on. The brilliance of serene reflection meditation is that it can be undertaken absolutely at every moment. The very instant we realize we have wandered, we can start over and do our best, even in messy, beclouded selfishness or the most disturbed of times. The clouds of self are not in and of themselves a problem. They are just clouds 
being themselves. We can just let them arise and pass, let them come and go, without adding to them or rearranging them or pretending they aren't there. Just let them come and go, just as they are. Serenity isn't contingent on getting things just so. Serenity is not a feeling. It is not precarious. It does not come and go. It does not mean sticking my head in the sand and ignoring what needs to be done about myself. And it doesn't mean living happily ever after. Serenity is the foundation of truly living in the midst of whatever life brings. Whatever else may be lost or taken, disturbed or achieved, serenity simply is. Beyond thought or feeling, perception, or accomplishment, true serenity is in all times and in all places, including every heart without exception. The serene part of serene reflection meditation comes from within Yet it is not only mine. Do not yearn for it when it appears far off. Do not grasp after it when it appears. Trust that it dwells in your own mind and heart as in all things. If doubts come, be willing to go on as if you know this to be true, and it will come to show itself. Serenity is the clear reflection of your own pure heart. Seeking, asking, willing opening the heart, even as the waves churn. The gate to the great tranquility stands open wide.
Thank you for joining us in listening to Serene Reflections from the Heart that Seeks the Way. To learn more about this practice, including more about how to meditate, you are invited to visit our website at walawabuddhisttemple.org. Here, in the Kanzayan Shrine of our Meditation Hall, we offer the merit of our practice of serene reflection meditation to all beings, including you, wherever you may be.